this is the McAllister Hours podcast, and you are in the spaceship. No, you're not. Um, we have we are here starting in a new studio today, and um, it brings me great pleasure to have this first guest in the podcast, Dion Kelly. I feel really bad butchering his name um, in the beginning after uh, we had had a you know discussion previously about how it was not Dean as what he's mistakenly known as Dion. So I want to make that clear off the bat. Dion Kelly, um, otherwise known as DK. Um, we talked about this in the episode, but I've been this motherfucker back in September of last year. And if to kind of talk about, you know, 2020 in the midst of that, um, I think it turned out for everybody that was there, that instance of shooting that video, um, you know, with Drowned Hero, other artists, um, him, uh, Elive Photography, who the guy, who was the guy who did the, um, the video. And that whole process was um, really special to be a part of. So, um, that's how essentially that's how I met the cast. So it was good. Re- it, it was fun recounting and uh, you know talking about you know that and just also things that are going on in the world. And it was a really good conversation. So without further ado, here's the episode, motherfuckers. Dean Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. Dean Kelly. Dean, God damn it. We Dean just talked Kelly. about... <laughs> <laughs> we had some technical difficulties and that totally threw my mind in a different direction. Dion Kelly. Yes. DK, for sure. You know, when uh, I go to like banks and I go to places where I know I'm never going to see the person again, I just don't say anything when I say Dean. I'm <laughs> <You> like... Because just... <laughs> I just like, do I look like a Dean? Maybe. Maybe I look like a Dean. I don't... I picture Dean. I just don't picture myself. So... <laughs> But yes, no, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, we met, I think it was last September. Uh, yeah. uh, it was it was in, for the uh, writing history video shoot. Yes. And uh, that was a really good time. That was probably definitely uh, the shitty year that 2020 was. That was definitely one of the highlights. Uh, <laughs> for, for me as well. It was, it was uh, wonderful to get that many MCs in one space. Yeah, yeah. See all the, the creative people bouncing back. You know, you guys had a lot of really interesting conversations, and I was kind of, I, 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 I really kind of felt out of place there, I won't lie. Um, mm. But you guys were all really uh, welcoming and uh, great people to be around, so I appreciate yeah. that experience. No, I, I didn't feel you were, you were out of place. I'm I actually good. had um, <laughs> that picture that we had took. Um, I had that from my background on my iPad for like, oh, fuck. for probably about four months straight. And, and you were in that, you know, I didn't, because yeah. there was, we had one that was just the MCs that were there, and then we had one that had everybody who was in the building um at the time so um yeah you were definitely part of that awesome hey i appreciate that man uh like i said it was truly it was truly special to be there um so i guess starting off uh what's some of your background like uh you hear you grow up around here what i'm trying to adjust this mic jesus christ oh yeah wait uh where are you from what's your what's your background yes i'm i'm uh born and raised in des moines um Mainly in Des Moines until about high school. Then I moved to Valley Junction, West Des Moines. Um, so went to Valley. Oh. Um, but then that wasn't, you know, I mean, obviously it was going from South Side schools to Valley Southwoods was um, quite the trip. So um, I wasn't there for long. I ended up going to Walnut Creek Campus, which is an alternative high school. Um, graduated from there. But um, yeah, born and raised here, here in Des Moines. 
that's tight, man. Um, that ha- like, how do you feel about like this area? Do you enjoy it? Um, like, do you ever think about going other places? Like, because there's kind of this. <clears throat> I think it's kind of changing this year, but like, there's always kind of been the stigma of like, you know, are you gonna really stay in the middle of nowhere in Iowa? Or are you gonna try to go anywhere else? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I actually once when I graduated, I traveled um, all over the East Coast and all over the West Coast. Okay. So um, I, I had my fair share of like going to different. I mean, it was it was a few years before I, I started a family and was been stationary. Uh, I've been stationary now for the last three years, actually. But um, so before that, I was uh, going to different places, and um, I mean, they're they're all wonderful to go. Um, I think for me, uh, I enjoy having those different places to go as a place to go instead of a place to live mm. um here uh I, I don't know i don't it could be the uh when i was when i was 18 i used to say i wanted to be the bruce wayne of of gotham um <laughs> so it could be it could be a little bit of that like still hidden in there um, or tight. or it could be um also i just see that you know the the uh not only it's it's my home so i want to be able to give back but also it's this uh i don't know i i uh I just feel like when it, there's there's a certain balance here that you don't get in other places, um, and and that balance for me, um, as in like seasons and things of that nature, like the, we get all four seasons. I'm a nature guy. I love to be able to have some snow and also some some uh, some uh, summertime. But um, and then the last thing is that uh, I also. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, I, I also though. Um, I had it, and I really wanted to say it. Not, not, <laughs> Sorry, not, man. Not We're I'm on the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Um, but no, I, I just enjoy um, the, the the different seasons, and then the fact that uh, a lot of the things that I do aren't here. So I have an opportunity to build something that isn't in Iowa that I feel like I want to mm-hmm. be able to provide to the Midwest. Um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, and that's just culture, really, for me. Um, that's why I love being able to see that we got different murals getting painted around the city. Mm. I feel like arts are starting to finally come, come in. Um, but that's what I want to be able to bring here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, I, you know, the thing I really appreciate about you is you have, um, like you definitely see that with you. Like you have a drive, like for the community. I feel like there are a lot of people, you know, maybe they're doing music or whatever else and they kind of do have that. But I've kind of discovered that like myself in the last year, like it is really important to, uh, focus on your community like um seth leopold have you do you know him happy snag yeah um yeah yeah he has he has a i feel like he has a lot of um um structure around that he's always you know he the first time i ever met him on the podcast he talked about you know how we shouldn't be worrying about our president we should be worrying about our governor and our mayor and like the people you know in in terms of that kind of stuff like that's Mm -hmm. what we should really be worried about and focused on like when the mayor election's coming up this november that's what people around here should be you know really thinking about mm. yeah um a good quote that uh a good friend of mine told me was um that really stuck was uh think global but act local mm. um and that really resonated because i wanted to save the you know i mean i feel like at some point every adolescent wants to come out and save the world you know and be that hero um but um to me i, I at least i wanted to and um yeah, you just can't say you know save everybody. So it's it's I I find it um, really important to have like like six solid people you really mm-hmm. are there for, and if you can do that, and then then other people can do that. Like think about like just um, how how 
how um, fulfilled one individual would be mm-hmm. because you focus at least. I mean, I'm not saying you can't, you know, mingle and things of that nature. I'm just saying like you have those six primary you got people, solid people, you know. Um, and then I also read something about uh, about the fact that the reason why human beings are so lonely um, nowadays is because of the whole idea of like if a bee were to le- like lose its hive and like lose it, you know, the um, who it's flying with, it would actually um, die out if it, if it mm-hmm. you know was by itself and couldn't make it back. Um, so it just talks about like that that primal um, tribal you know space and like mm, um, yeah. So that's I mean I, I, yeah, may you know like community is where I, you know it starts and if we can be a solid community, then we can actually be um, stable enough to help other communities. Yeah, and that's where the you know to me that that balance comes in. I I, I appreciate that sentiment. Um, I think technology has a lot to do with, you know, the analogy of like, you know, venturing outwards, like it puts you kind of in this, and I'm guilty of it as well. It puts you in this like uh, lane, this train that like you just think, you know, possibilities are endless and you can truly create a reality where like you are the best person in the yes. entire planet of yes. all the billions of people, you know? So yeah, it's it, no, just, just it's recently I, um, I put that, I had a song called hard drive and I said, um, uh, uh, survival survival instincts turn me into a consumer now there's no need for the future um all i have is broken computers and fixed algorithms uh the the world's at the the world's at the tip of my finger there's no need to explore or so you know something something in that nature uh i just wrote it recently so i'm trying to look look back in my notes but uh but the the, the thing is um you know the, the the fact that like the having the world in our fingertips like it makes people not want to go out and actually see what's out there. It's like, oh, I can look at this right here. Why? Why would I, yeah. you know, go out and actually um, venture out? Um, so yeah, I've, I, I that resonates with me. I can I can Google it and it looks better on my phone than. <laughs> yeah, I mean outside. it's it's fucking it's exhausting to do the real shit, you know. Especially, yeah. I think I think another reason why we get so caught up in the trap is because, um, you know, the generation we can come, you know, we come from. Like to me. I feel like the fact that so many things weren't spoke about is just that I feel like a lot of Americans and just a lot of people, at least around me, got really, really comfortable with just uh, thinking that things were just okay. It's like, oh, this happened, this tragic thing happened, and like nothing ever is going to happen again. It's like we just get comfortable. So to me, that that um, that comfort, like it, you know, um, it cre- it creeps up on you, and I think that's something that you know. Yeah, um, the there isn't as much power reading something on a news feed than somebody like talking and saying something. Yes, part yes. of the reason why I podcast. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think people that listen to this, you know, that listen to this kind of stuff and listen to conversations are like they're the ones that are trying to fight. You mm. know, the that thing. Yes, searching for that content because uh, I know. I mean, I, um, I, I right now I've been kind of taking a break from just like absorbing knowledge, but like. You know, I'll, I'll I'll just uh, be desperate to find like find some sort of knowledge that I feel like was deprived from me or you know not not given to me. So um, yeah, that's why I love these podcasts. And um, you know, I I watch um, different different podcasts here and there. But like, I'm just grateful to be be a part of this one and Hell have yeah. kind of my first spiel spiel at this thing. Hell yeah, man! Uh, I wanted to have you on for a long time. The last time that we were gonna do this, they were doing fucking construction. <laughs> we there were two different days we rescheduled. Yeah. I was so pissed. I was like, I was so excited to have you on, and you know, but 
uh, you know, there's probably no one else that I would, you know, open the studio up with. Because, I, you know, I really, you really had, um, you know, you all really had a lot to say um, that day. But uh, what you said, some of what you said just really resonated with me. And I'm like, mm. this is a, you know, this is a smart individual. I got I to gotta get him on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And that's, um, that, that's, uh, that's good to hear just being, a, um, you know, I was in special ed, like, up oh. until I, you know, graduated um for reading because really just because i didn't apply myself but at the time mm. i thought it was because i had a problem um so uh you know to come out of high school and to first of all like my junior year i got a half a credit um you know just because i didn't it's because i didn't apply myself but mm. you when when you have all these people that are making it seem like um that that's the most important thing it's like now you feel like there's something wrong with you that you can't do what everybody else is doing mm. um so yeah when you know Anytime someone, you know, mentions uh, just my ability to articulate or anything, it's like, I, you know, I, I take I take pride in it. And it and also humbles me just because, like, I I um, I did a lot to go from that wow. year. You know, I graduated a year late to go from that to somebody who actually knows knows something or at least has has the ability to decipher through knowledge. You know, because I don't think we nobody really knows anything. We just yeah. have the ability to kind of cipher through what's in our present i i can relate to that um you know i i think a lot of that too has to do with the education system i it really there you know there are people like you or me or other people who you know are smart who but they you know they just didn't do well in school Mm -hmm. that just wasn't for them like you know you can say what you want but i really think that that's in part follow the system Mm -hmm. like really only thinking towards like one avenue of thinking not like I've seen a lot of things like just fail to really um, address the, that kind of stuff. Um, something that I don't know, I don't know how you feel about this, but something that always made me really upset when I was in high school was there would be Down syndrome kids in my grade, and what they seemed to do the entire day was just have them clean, mm. basically just like free janitorial work. Because I guess in their mind they probably assume, well, that's what they're going to be doing anyways. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not an expert in Down syndrome; I don't know anything. But to me. You know, regardless of that, it just seems really unmoralistic to just, mm. it's like, it's, you know, it's almost like slavery in a way, really. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, you're just, all right, you're in our clutches for the whole day. And we're just going to like, you know, they're not going to be able to fight. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they, they don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, uh, I mean, that's what the education system is. It's a, it's something that is designed to program for a mm. specific type of way. Um one thing that really helped me um, when I was about 16, 17, I was at Walnut Creek and uh, one of the teachers had this poster on the wall that said, um, by, it was a quote by Albert Einstein, it said, uh, imagination is more important than, um, imagination is more important than knowledge or education. I'm trying to think of how he said it. <laughs> it's been a while since I mm. thought of this quote, but it, at the time it just really, really helped me feel comfortable with uh, my imagination because I remember like being in like second grade and like being in class while the teacher's talking and like looking up in the the corners and stuff and like thinking I was like a spy kid or something and like I'm just in my own zone and then yeah it, yeah. it grew from that to like writing my own raps in in class like I was I started writing well actually I started writing R&B uh, when I was like oh tight. when I was like eight years old nine years mm. old and um I just I just wrote raps when the teacher was talking. I didn't really care. Like I don't I don't know why I'm even here. First of all, um, second, like I, I'd much rather do what I'm doing. So, uh, but I also you know then like 
uh, struggling with peers. Like I, I, I played with toys like for a while. Like I just loved, um, I loved being in my own world. And um, there was a lot of things that I kind of kept to myself, like being a eighth grader and still playing with GI Joes. It was like nobody else was talking about that or doing that. So it was like, okay, well I'll just keep that little piece of me hidden. Um, but like I said, it, to, to feel comfortable with that um, took a while understanding that all that was was creativity i mean i had the same gi joes for like years we had stories of each character and like once that character died it was gone i got rid of that toy like damn you know that's the, but nuts. that was that, that was just part of my my creative process but i didn't understand that you know so um yeah so shout out to something in me that rejected the education system i don't damn. you know <laughs> Uh, doesn't seem to necessarily work out for people anymore in in today's uh, 21st century yeah, business. Yeah. yeah, it's really you know that's a whole other thing like trying to na- like what we were talking about technology like trying to navigate that aspect you know with mm. education like with the, what's going on with you know COVID and Zoom like you know how how poorly education has gotten in the last mm. year because of that. I just I just think we started going too far away from like the the idea that I mean. You just need to socialize as kids. Like I tell, like yeah, right now I have a, um, I have a six year old um, stepson, and um, he's uh, he's uh, he goes to Howe Elementary, and um, I just tell him like right, I, I don't I don't mind doing homeschooling or him being there. I just let him know like when you go there, you're not going there to like get a good grade. You're going there to socialize because I'm not a kid. You can't play with me as a kid all the time. Like, I'm not always going to be interested in what you're interested in. So you're going there to socialize. And then, like, so there's no, I want to re- make sure I remind him. And, and then I, I just had, uh, I had a son a year ago. Um, mm. And I, I, as they get older, I just want to keep reminding them that it's not about that, that grade. It's just about, like, socializing and knowing how to communicate to another person. Mm. Communicate, you know, where you're at. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think so- socializing is such a problem for kids anyways. Mm-hmm. You like, you like, I think, you know, as parents, in this day and age people are really going to need to like push an extra step in their kid mm-hmm. to like making them socialize because they're not going to want to they're going to want to sit on that screen all day comfort and yep. i'm telling you once you get there it's like why would i do anything outside of this like there's <laughs> you're telling me i have to work when i don't have to work and i get the same like i get to still get netflix and chill <laughs> like you know that's how like people I, I just watch a lot of, like you know i watch a lot of um teenagers and and people and my um my own family and and structure in my own circle and it's like um if you if, if they weren't paying for that like you wouldn't have that but they but since it keeps getting paid for they don't understand that like like mm. you have to get it like you're, you're you're not even paying for your pleasure and i think mm. that's what's dangerous once you get comfortable and you enjoy all these these luxuries and you're not actually providing it like i've made a fire with my hands and that feels amazing like that feeling is like you you appreciate a lighter so much more it's like yo you're telling me i can light this fire in a freaking flick of a like you have to make the whole kit the whole bow drill before you can start a fire and then you have to know the technique and it's not easy you know it's like but the the reward of that is is um is priceless Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. Uh, <laughs> there's definitely a problem with uh, people in this generation being like handed things and just kind of, you know, like, oh, I have this. Like, <laughs> you know, like, why do you have it? Mm-hmm. You, like, you should, like, do you, you want to like contemplate this and be like, why do I have all this stuff? Mm. You know? Uh, yeah. Cause then there's also like, you're going to have that human conditioning where they're just going to, 
you know, want and assume this that they get this thing automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to like what you were saying about school and all that, um, this I I hope this isn't too personal a question, but I'm curious: did, were you ever diagnosed with any anything like with involved like you know being special um, or anything? I mean, I hope not. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's been times where I thought I had some sort of mental issue, um, yeah. but no, I. Uh, uh, I mean, music's been my my therapy, as uh, Emmett Phillips would say. He has a song called uh, "Music." Uh, music is my therapy, so um, <laughs> I really resonate with that. But no, it's. Um, I mean, any any issues I got, I've always handled personally. You know, so um, I mean, I, I would definitely say everybody has their own mental, yeah, um, and oh, internal definitely, definitely. wars that they got to mm-hmm. go through, um, and and I can see where the confusion of like um, you're diagnosed with this certain thing can really just come from like yo you're just you just have an internal war that you're you're not mm. facing so to call that a, a sickness or something it's like no it's just the human development mm-hmm. and that's why I, I i feel like we had we used to have initiation processes you know um especially as males you know because like you need to as you can see when a male's not put in check like it can <laughs> fuck up the whole world you know like um because they you know they start the, they start thinking they're they're in control of everything mm. I see that. Uh, no, you know, and that's like that whole thing is like a whole warped way of thinking. Just n- not being able to, you know, make that for yourself. Um, I'm curious about your project, writing history. Um, mm. why, why don't you get into that? Yes, um, writing history. So um, back in, uh, let's see, shortly after the protests, what was that? Like June, um, Toby Parks reached out to me with Station One Records and had asked me to put together a mixtape. And, um, I mean, I was, I was stoked just to, uh, be able to take, like, I mean, I was, um, I wanted to find ways that I could, you know, help my community. And she reached out to me for that. And, um, I felt what, what better than to find creatives to kind of, um, to help empower that voice of people mm-hmm. who are, who are voiceless. Cause that's why I do music, um, to, you know, speak for the voiceless, but, um, yeah, I started with this idea of the mixtape. I was trying to figure out what I was going to call it and like what was, who was going to be on it. And um, I got the idea of writing history. And um, to me, um, at first it was going to be, I, at first I had rewriting history because um, I felt like there's a lot of history, obviously, through <laughs> through the school system that um, is just phony and false. So um, that was the original name of writing history, was rewriting history. But um, then it then it just came to um came to the understanding of like i I have a very you know unique process or at least a unique opportunity as a human being the fact that i've taught myself how to write music um and that has helped me um articulate and um narrate what you see in front of you so like it's really helped me um be clear with the universe what i'm trying to get from it and um I just felt like that was um, useful for, you know, for, for more people. But that was the idea of the, the name, writing history, was that you have the opportunity to um, write your own history. And um, how you plan for your future is what you leave behind. Um, so it was just, it was the mixtape. But all these thoughts was like, this is just more than a mixtape. Like, I can't just stop with, like, going get nine tracks and, like, end it there so um we had the the idea um i i wanted to get youth on on the mixtape so um i went to oak ridge and um the idea of the mixtape was to not only get creatives together but also 
donate um, the, the capital that was gained by it to some sort of organization. Mm. Um, so uh, Emmett Phillips, a good friend of mine, I've mentioned him, he works at Oak Ridge. And I was, I've worked with the kids there, and I was like, what better place? Um, you know, because these kids already have creative abilities, you know, working with him. And um, we, we put together a song, and, like, we had Success Is My Protest, um, mm. actually. Yeah. Um, was just at Mainframe Studio yesterday selling some of their T-shirts. Um, they oh, made cool. they have a T-shirt design um, that they're selling um, to raise money for the Creative Arts Center. But they also um, are trying to get 10k on their music video. Success is my protest. Um, but um, all of that just was like this has to be more than just the mixtape. So like I was in the idea phase for like a long time. Like I had all these different ideas on how I wanted to do this, but um, it all boiled down to a program. I um, created uh, a program based off of what um, I saw the kids be able to do and the results that the kids got from um, doing that song, you know, to be able to, to speak, but also some of the things that they spoke about, you know, I mean, in, in that specific song, they talked about, you know, things that they wanted to be, like being an architect or being a business owner or, um, you know, uh, playing basketball. And it was like, they didn't necessarily, doesn't mean they're going to grow up to be rappers, but they were, they had the opportunity to speak about what they wanted from the world. And um, that's when I was like, yo, we're making a program that that duplicates this process. Um, so I, I created the writing history program, which... Um, I just got accepted into Walnut Creek campus, my, my old high school to bring it to. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the program, um, had like is, is basically designed to help, um, teenagers and young adults establish aim, you know, like, what are you trying to aim at? And, um, I created an acronym called dig a vision, which is dreams, ideas, goals, values, inspiration, strengths, impacts, obstacles, and needs. And um, that is going to be the the structure of how they write their rap. So they take that dig a vision. They take um, the process of kind of like that personal development. And I have like little notebooks. I actually have uh, the one I carry with me all the time. But oh, um, we have these these little little notebooks here um, that I, I just find really handy to just pop out and like spill that out. You know, when that pop, when that comes to you, write it down. Um, and that's kind of my process of writing is I write a bunch of little notes and then throughout the week I have this amazing song that I don't mm. use the notes necessarily, but the notes allowed me to flesh things out. Mm. And um, brain space. Yeah. So and that's um, the process that I'm going to be doing with the kids. They're going to make um, their own song and music video. And um, then I, we teach them how to be you know entrepreneurs and market their music video and raise money for what they want to at their school. So say, you know, you're, you, you enjoy the chess club. You're like, yo, man, I'll, 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 I'll freaking rap for some, some money for the chess club. Like <laughs> I want to, I want to have the best experience. I'm trying to go to Washington and, and, you know, go against the best of the best. Well, with writing history, if that's where everybody collectively chooses, they want to raise money for, they can do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, um, you know, uh, writing history. That's awesome. So, yeah, like you said, giving a voice and, you know, um, I, you know, I think kind of talking about the education system, there's a lot of areas that's, you know, that has a lack of funding. I can imagine that's one of them. Yes, for sure. Um, so I guess going back to um, what, how we met, um, that was for a music video. So you, yeah. I saw you did that music video and you did 
another video. It, it starts out with the teacher and the kids, I think. Yep, that's that's the su- success of my protest. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, but really cool stuff. Um, you got uh, who is it? Who is the um the camera guy? Eli. Eli. Eli Fox. Go. Yep. With uh, Eli Production. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You guys were. Um. That was just a great experience to. Uh, and you know, I, I'm actually a video production. I don't okay. know if I mentioned that. Um, no, I, I, I knew you did the podcast, but I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm at school for video production right now. So, um, you know, just add to that one of those experiences of, uh, mm. you know, being able to learn all that stuff. Yes. No, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were there then. I mean, you said you didn't fit in. Well, like, normally the, the person on the camera is behind the scene, you know, a little more low-key. So to me, you were playing your role. You were, yeah. you were the, the live human camera operating in there. You know, everything was like was uh recorded within you and now you know you, like you said you get added to your experience so project on yeah. podcast yeah. so you you fit in you fit in that day so Hell yeah. <laughs> thank you man thank you man so um i actually uh actually performed last night okay for the first time in like four years um and i had i had a lot of you know really good um responses and this last year you know getting to know all these people in this community and the you know music and the hip-hop community and you know other other venues has really been humbling mm. and uh like kind of just related to what you said like um you know collect you know collectively trying to come together it's mm-hmm. really great what um you said you performed last night yeah um where what, what do you perform i wasn't aware of that um so do you know lolo savage yes yep so he had a uh album release party okay um it uh me g7 um gave uh Pac-Man, Patrick, he was yep. there. Um, oh, I saw pa- I saw a clip of Pac yeah. performing there. Yeah. So I actually missed him. I had to work after my performance, shitty enough. Mm. I clean offices, so I can kind of just do it anytime. So I figured I'd do that first and then hop out. So was, yeah. But um, but yeah, it was you know, just the the welcoming nature of everybody in the community. Mm. Um, there's a lot of space here for um, you know, a unique amount of space here for people to uh, come together and let their thoughts flow and what they want to happen flow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's um so when you came in um you came in for uh revolutionaries televised mm, yeah. um and th- yeah that, that was where i had um i think there was eight of us collectively on that track um wow and yeah and that was it was so fun to do i had um let's see t robs um tyler robinson we had um rated g um, Ruby Griffin. Uh, we had uh, Pac Man, Patrick, Christian. I think it's like yep. Uh, Christensen or Christian? Might be Christensen. Yeah. Um, anyways, I don't even know why I'm giving first and last names. <laughs> I just felt cool that I knew these. Yeah, social. I, I know these people personally. <laughs> I feel I feel honored to know these people. So, um, uh, anyways, uh, then we had um, Ari Love um, on there. We had um, uh, that dude Biggs. We had. Um, dynasty dy she's um, actually coming on the podcast later nice yeah nice today no, no oh just later yeah i was about to say you <laughs> no, have a couple yeah i was gonna say you're... no fuck that i couldn't have <laughs> tune I, i've tried to do two in a day before it's okay <laughs> but yeah then we had um then we had carlona um Car- carlona on there um carleone and uh then then myself and so yeah there was um there was there was eight of us and it was just really cool to um see the process like we all like i wrote a hook to it and um i just sent that out to like to the universe and like i had different people hit me up that said they were interested i had some people in mind that i wanted on there and um 
man, it was just cool to see like one person would write it, go in the studio, and they record it. Like I couldn't get them all in one time. I mean, I tried to like to eliminate how many times I had to go to the studio, but like mm-hmm. each studio session was there was only one where I had two MCs in at the same time. Um, so I was there. Um, like I mean, it was like a three week process of getting people um, in at different days, and it was just cool to see the different personalities, the one on ones, and seeing like how they um they navigated the show and like their creative process on recording um but then it was also cool to see how the lyrics like it was like man i'm so happy that those lyrics were written to this because like i couldn't imagine what you would have wrote but now that i hear it's like this is this is exactly what i heard like you come in come in with so um just a beautiful creative process one that like um i've never experienced um so it was like a first time like kind of being the the um the initiator and being that leader on a community project like that and um getting everybody in in the same space so that um that music shoot was just a phenomenal time and it's like i can uh definitely a highlight of 2020 hell yeah hell yeah um you guys definitely like i said you guys all had an energy and a you know a family vibe you guys were able to you know give each other shit and bounce off each other and it's really cool man um so i think something interesting that you mentioned and i think this kind of goes you know into writing history at least i pick up on that um you kind of you talked about black lives matter and um you mentioned that you didn't necessarily um agree with that i don't know if that's true maybe i'm putting words in your mouth um but you just seem to have a a different perspective on that than the mainstream you know what's being pushed yeah so um, i guess what's i'm curious what are your what are your thoughts on all that yeah, and, and like to to make it clear, because I feel like a lot of people get confused with like what they what the title of something is, mm-hmm. and like thinking that that's what they're representing, than like what they're actually representing. Like I agree. The I the, agree. the the feeling, you know. So like I would never take away from someone's passion and like what they're like representing. But to me, I'm a I'm an artist. I, I I'm a wordsmith. So like when I'm using words, like I take it really highly on on what words I'm using and. Um, I've I've just always had a um, uh, I guess if you want to say stigma I I don't want to use that word right now because I don't I don't have the definition in the back of my head like accurately but um, it, I, I always had some a, a sort of feeling about the word black um, once I started realizing more of like the definition of it and then um, not not only the definition of like colorless because that confused me it was like okay they called us col- colored but then they called us black and it was like those are mm. those are those are from definition, those are a um, little off. But that's so interesting. Th- th- I never that's, thought of that. That's where it started for me. But then um, I discovered this form because I started teaching myself law. I, I discovered this form called um, the SF-181 form. And it's the uh, form where you can change your ethnicity or race, which... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know it was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know it was a thing. Like, I mean, if if, if Molly yeah, wants Molly, to pull look it that up, up, oh my gosh. Um, actually, that would be really helpful because but... I can then use the definitions of of these. Uh, this is what really struck for me. So when when you see this, it it makes me hard. What was it again? SF one eighty one form. So yeah, when you see this, it just kind of like. It, it, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let's go, get into the definition. Yep. Hello, folks. I uh, I have some unfortunate news. Um. We are firing uh, Coleman from the from the show. He's done. He's no more. Um, he made a um, unforgivable error of forgetting to. Um, how should I put this? <laughs> Forget he he forgot to um, switch a setting in the program 
when the scenes change between the screen and have the recording setting. Um, he has had he has made horrible things happen with this. Um, an entire segment um, of great conversation, great explanatory, necessary conversation for the podcast. Um, but I think hopefully you will pick up on maybe what was being said. Um, so I apologize for that. Um, the the people who have done this have been fired, and uh, we will be they will be replaced with someone more adequate. So please stay tuned. Backing you up and have and being a fugitive, fugitive, um, a fugitive. Am I saying that word right? Fugitive. Fugitive. I knew there was more to the word. I'm like fugitive is not. It's not the end of that. But um, or no, not even that. A refugee. That's the word. Uh, that's why I was. That's why I was not ending with the itif. Um, but um, a refugee. You know, um, that black is not backed by a nation. It's the only one that's not backed by a nation, and that means something. Yeah. Well, I mean. The thing I spot at, at the first is that it's such a broad range of, you know, there's like entire, like, you know, you know, thirds or halves of the world that they're just clustering into one thing. Like, yes, it's ridiculous. But yeah, no, that, uh, um, you know, I think this kind of goes into what else maybe, you know, the, the, you know, kind of like the equity kind of ideas, you know, mm-hmm. like this, the group identity, I think it's, I just, you know, I think people, have so much more potential than what they identify as. Yes. No. And and what I want to um, before we steer too far yeah, off, yeah. I I, I want to mention that this is this is just how they speak legally. This has nothing to do with any human soul yeah. or flesh. You know, and that's what a lot of people get mistaken is that a lot of this mm. corporate stuff is all on paper. That's why you call me Dean in the beginning. <laughs> it's because everything's capitalized. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why I'm called Dean every time I show my ID. You know, it's because. Everything has to be capitalized on that. Anyways, the, the, this is what we're dealing with when you're in, when you're in a court and they're like, "Hey, you're black." That's what they're basing that definition is what they're basing it off of. So that means something. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking around saying "Black Lives Matter" and "Black Black and Proud," you're saying that you're proud of not having anything backing you up as far as your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And and. That's interesting thought. Um, so yeah, to me, I mean, I changed mine. Mine's uh, I'm I'm an American Indian. Um, I even have a, 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 a tribal ID, so I don't I don't oh, u- I don't use necessarily the same ID that you would use every time. I can I have the option to use different negotiable instruments, is what those are called. Um, so yeah, I mean, once you start learning a little more about law, you just learn that like yeah, you have your flesh and you have that going on, but there is another world that does exist that you have to be conscious of or you better have to have somebody that you really trust to be that representative for you mm. yeah you should uh you know you should be educated on who you are um i think it's really easy to you know latch onto a group like that <sighs> damn i did not know this existed yeah oh, it, you know, and, and i didn't and like i said and i already had my feelings about the word black just by like knowing the um the origins of the word and like how long it's even been used to describe a, a certain group um yeah. i just I, yeah i just felt i felt i it just didn't resonate right with me you know i mean and, and i'm mixed so it's like i, I don't know if like there's mm-hmm. going to be any like casting judgment of like what i'm saying or somebody trying to say that I, you know i'm what is the word hypocrite or whatever yeah. it's just um but i i know from um majority of my life i've been called called black so like that to me 
um what does that mean as far as like what you know i, I look at it like um as a writer words are you know are um spells if you want to look at it like you know um you got harry potter and you know like any magician any magic trick has to have some sort of um word that goes with it hocus pocus has to be said you know or you, the, the the wave doesn't work so like mm. To me, those words are like spells. So what are we casting on our people? What are we casting on ourselves? That's interesting. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with like having like political correctness and having to have all this like group identity. But I do think it's important for you to figure out what word you're trying to call yourself. Mm. And, and, and there's options. There's tools already written. Like these are all symbols and like things that we have created from, you know, years and years. So like that's. There, it's already here so how are you choosing to use it mm. that's interesting no and you know kind of going back to you know you mentioned you're mixed like y you see all these other variations of all these you know different races on this form but yeah they just really they just really group everybody into the same i think i think you know that's racist even if you know you think you're on the good side or whatever like um it, um obs i think you know him yep, right yep. aubrey um I think at last podcast I had with him, we were talking about, you know, how <laughs> there would be like, uh, you know, Antifa, um, you know, extreme black lives matter people who would like call other black people white supremacists because of that. <laughs> yeah. Put them in a, <laughs> you're white supremacist. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And you know, um, like I said, I mean, cause they're tools, they're yep. using these words as mm -hmm. like, I mean, a tool can also be used as what? As a weapon. Exactly. Yep. So like, that's, you know, um, to me, once, once you get a human being emotional, they get ir ir irrational. Things, you, you know, yeah. so like, you know, so that's that's um, that uh, that's dangerous because then they have these tools or weapons that they're using, and they don't, they don't. I mean, if you ever, you know, get into a, a disagreement, you know, or um, you start getting kind of fired up, and you just start, you know, things just start kind of getting, you, you start taking shots for no reason. I don't know about you, but like me and my wife, like we'll do it if we get too heated up. You know, it's like. Um, just kind of taking, you know, just unnecessary shots, like you, you leave and you're like, why did I say that? You know, it's like, it's not even what I necessarily meant, you know, cause we just have all these streams of, of thoughts mm. and feelings that just kind of pour in, in us and they're, they're not what we identify with. It's kind of the whole group thing. It's like, these are just tools. And, um, if you get somebody who's emotional and aren't aware of the fact that those are tools, that's a dangerous mix. Cause then they're just, you know, shooting out into the universe you know these these curses yeah giving a kid a handgun you know <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah i i, I just, can i say you just yeah, reminded me of this video i just watched recently of uh these um these guys in uh somewhere in africa i can't remember where it was but they handed the the chimpanzee uh, um uh ak-47 <laughs> and they're like yeah 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 and like that <laughs> Like first the uh, the the um, you know it was picking it up, it was looking at it, and it was like holding it up with them. But then it just started shooting it, and like actually was pulling the trigger and was like shooting at their feet, and like they all like ran. Like it was just, but it was just crazy. It was like, what do you, what did you think was the outcome of that? Like, yeah, I mean, eventually they would learn how to use it and like you know figure out ridiculous. Like, hey, you're coming after me to like capture me? Fuck you. Yeah, like, fuck. Probably like about time I got something to take y'all out. Like y'all been fucking up my earth for a while. We should uh, we should take cues from our ancient ancestors on that one, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I it, kind of you know going back to that, uh, I I really worry about like you know where we're headed 
um, the amount of civil unrest we've had this last year. Um, you know, you know, I really hate because you know everything's so divisive now. I really hate using left and well. Sometimes I hate using left and right. Um, but you know that, it, like you know, you're picking a side, and like there, you know, on either side, there's violence. Mm-hmm. There's you know these things that, that have happened this last year. Um, it's it's really easy. I've been struggling with this myself. It's really easy to get down the dumps and depressed about everything and just kind of, um, yeah, you know, zone in. It's overwhelming. Um, it's overwhelming because I mean that's what's like. It's what we spoke about in the beginning of that. Like it's at my fingertips. I can just wake up in the morning and look at something stressful as hell. Like why would why would I choose to look at? Um, like I remember during the protest, like. Um, you know, it's like I had to be mentally stable before I can just go look at the news or like what they were saying what was going on because like it is, it is devastating to see, to see that violence. You know, I you know, like nobody um, is necessarily sitting there wishing like to have to go through that. You know, even like so, um, you know, uh, so I'd make sure like I was I was good before I saw that, so I didn't let it uh, make me. Um, what do you want? Make me reactive. Mm-hmm. Wanted to make sure I was proactive, and like to me, that's what a lot of that was. Was like designed to make us reactive and make you react. And um, you don't ever want to be like I, I. I train Wing Chun Kung Fu, and like mm, they, it, they, they, they teach you to play the game, like to play the rhythm. And you, once you establish a rhythm, you change it because you don't you 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 want to be on top, like you want to be in control of that rhythm. And you know when you got when you got somebody like throwing a hand in your face, they call, like they use elements to explain like some of the different techniques. But um, fire is like just a quick snap to the face. It's not designed to hurt you. It's designed to make you react. And once you react, now you're exposed because you mm-hmm. feel threatened. Natural human instinct. This is there's to me there's no left or right. I mean there there, there is in in a certain field, but on the real level of like life, there is no left or right. They're just we're we're literally just like if you look at like left and right like we're human beings are in the middle the entire time you don't ever go to another side like you know you're just you're you're um we're yeah we're 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 to me it's all neutral um we just all at different times play different parts mm. yeah i mean we're all in this you know as divided as we are we are all in a sense of collective because you know, even the people that identify with either side, they they have their own different you know differences and, and opinion and things. You know, I really wish people could just set aside some things and really hear people out. Mm. Yes, and I mean, so it goes back to writing history. Yeah, like um, one of the biggest things I I realized making this um, because being the creative, I've been on the side of um, talking more than being the interviewee or the interview interviewer um so i um so like I, I just got so used to always telling my story and then like like we spoke on earlier like iowa like people here i i feel like they they use iowa as an excuse to be just like boring mm, yeah it's like There's I, I can going on here. i can sit yeah. i can sit in one room for the entire day and you will come to me and be like how was your day i'll be like yo like i was like i'll, I'll explain something in so detail you think that i freaking went to like went somewhere but i was just in this room like i didn't do anything I, but I, the way I, I i explain what i'm experiencing it's 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 adventurous uh but anyways um i i just feel like uh with with um 
what I started to understand through um, writing history was a, it was an opportunity for me to listen to people. So like I was asking people for their story, and I realized people have made my given my my story purpose just because they listened. Like my story would have no purpose if I was just in my room by mm. myself. Yeah. So the fact that you have me on here and there's listeners, it's giving me purpose by like w my story has a sense of purpose because someone's listening to it. And then you got, you know, um, uh, and, and to me that that's, um, that's powerful because you understand that like, um, anytime someone's trying to, you know, talk to you that like, if you don't listen to them, you're, you're not giving what they're articulating in that moment purpose. And, um, it's kind of, you know, a, a, a big thing with writing history. So it just kind of goes off of what you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, you know, kind of going back to the internet thing, I think that's that's a big part of the reason why people are so engulfed in that is they're trying to project, you know, everybody's trying to get the trend or like, you know, get on the trending page or whatever, you know, they're all I think what it is deep down is it's people wanting that voice and you mm. know, not having that opportunity. Yes. And and um, once again, I mean, with writing history, you, you have these kids who have a chance to like um, I don't use TikTok, but I created one for writing history because I understand that the kids use it. So yeah, like, yeah. but what I want is I want these kids to understand that the, the people who make these things don't have these things. Um, they use them as tools. Like they're used as certain, like, so how can we be the, um, the one that's being watched and the one that's producing and creating than the one that's just consuming. Mm. Um, so, you know, with writing history, you're giving these kids a chance to, to make content that they can put on there and like, they can be with somebody that's actually going to help them get like get some content that's going to be registered you know and like be able to um spread out because of the organization that us adults are supposed to provide our children the structure that we provide them you know um so we're giving them an opportunity to create something with structure that can possibly set them you know set them up to where they have to where now they're the ones being consumed you know yeah that's the balance to find isn't it um the consumer or the creator and and what I've what I've been feeling lately is um, just as because I, I you know we we all get in the I think we can all get overwhelmed and start over consuming because like we're looking for safety yeah. but um, for me I started realizing like what I consume like the only reason why I'm drinking this water is so that I can be on this podcast you know it's, I'm consuming what I need mm -hmm. to be like so if I if I have anything that I'm mixing in like whatever I'm eating or whatever I'm doing, I'm only consuming it so I can do what I need to do. Mm. So I'm, I'm consuming it to produce. That's, you know, to me, that's the only, so the only reason why, like why we have all this stuff is so we can continue to live. So why, you know, like, so when you overdo that, um, you're, you're, you get lost in doing that. So now you, you no longer have purpose, you know, cause you're just mm. consuming. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, if we can understand that relationship between it, I think it would really help people. Um, it helped me understand that, okay, I like to do this. I like to eat these um, th these kind of snacks, even though I shouldn't. But, like, at least when I eat it, I'm going to um, be as creative. It's almost like being an alchemist. It's like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm changing this into gold. You know, um, I'm, I'm eating um, this, um, you know, one thing I like, uh, those, those, uh, those cupcakes. Those, uh, mm. I'm trying to think. It has a little swirl on the top. I can't think. Oh, of like hostess. the hostess stuff. Yeah. What is um, that, Molly? Do you know? I think it's just cupcake. Oh. Okay. And, yeah. Hostess anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I love those. Um, you know, but like, uh, 
that, that I'm I'm consuming that it's like I'm I'm that turns into gold once it hits my body. Mm. And if you can do that kind of alchemy, it's like, you know, right now we're in a we're in a we're in a space in human development where we've got like our our um forefathers or you know our 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 parents and our grandparents they uh they already had um they already got like in that cycle of this consuming in the way that we are in this relationship so i just think it's a lot harder to uh um dang i kind of lost my point i had a i had a really good point well um you know going back to you know being a consumer like like i appreciate the sentiment that you're saying uh, like kind of being putting back in what you take, mm-hmm. having having that conscious stream. Like in this in this world of like you know getting everything instantly through internet and Netflix or whatever. Like you know you, you go on, you log on the computer, your phone, and you can just be on there for hours. And there are so many people who you know they just are sitting on their couch all day, literally not you know putting anything out besides like whatever they're thinking about in that moment on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not you know not really valued at anything for most people <laughs> yeah i don't know if you um you've seen the movie idiocracy i have not just watched it recently um it's great um it's by the guy uh mike judge that made beavis and butthead king of the hill <laughs> damn um great movie so basically um it's it's the idea that uh i'll, I'll quote joe rogan on this when he said um what he's, I, 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 I'm just going to paraphrase. He said, basically, uh, dumb people are out fucking smart people and they're not wearing condoms. <laughs> so that's that's the um, that's basically what the movie's based off of. Um, okay. So I can use that as, a, as an example of what this. So this movie is like going 500 years in the future. And it's like you, you really think we're going to be this like, tech, you know, this advanced society. And it's like we're actually dumb as hell because we have no predators. <laughs> We have no reason to like strive so you just you just get maximum comfort you know and it's like um the movie is just a good it's 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 a good joke it's kind of scary because like the 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 president in it is um terry cruz and he's like he's supposed to be like a wwe champ porn star like type guy and he's the president but it's just funny to see like the possible like the fact that last year there was the possibility of kanye being president it's like that's leading like you're you're literally saying that you're willing to to choose um somebody who um is a spokes like uh, is a is a somebody who is a like a, a a creative what am i trying to like an actor basically like when we're, be- we're when we're performing we're not necessarily like i feel like i mean that's kind of why i make the music i make i don't i i'm really raw with what i what i speak of so i don't necessarily want to say i'm necessarily acting but we're we're performing and you want somebody who's always performing like i'd you know, um, they're not necessarily going to be speaking truth the whole time. Ex- exactly, they're going to play the the media. That's what they are. They mm-hmm. like that's that's a a, um, a media guru or whatever you want to call it. Someone who just really knows the science of media. And um, I don't know. I guess it can be used for good, but like that can be dangerous. You know, yeah. you can be led in the wrong way, and you just you feel like you're re- like, yeah, I, I believe in this, and it's like ah. So this yeah. is really good science that was played on you. Really good juju, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
Donald Trump ruined it, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, like, the whole, like, the celebrity, you know, how, like, Oprah was thinking of running for president and, like, all that. Like, it's definitely ruined, like, the prestige of, like, the presidency. It's now, yeah, it's it's all about the And, celebrity. I mean, well, I just also, I like, you think of just the dumbing down of things. Um, I think it's been happening. I think there's been, uh, you know, it's just been an evolution in, like, um, I think, um when donald trump hit the scene it was more like a wow we've it was like i didn't realize you got you got so big now you're you know you grew up you know when you see someone you like like it's like i just think um because you're around somebody so often that you don't you you know you don't see their their growth but then all of a sudden you're like dang like you're actually five years you know five years old now i'm speaking because i got kids but like um I just think that's kind of how it snuck up on people too. Is this this now we're in a stage where what has been growing for who knows how long is at a state where it's like it's actually in your face now. Yes. Hello, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, uh, being more aware is definitely <clears throat> something I hope people pick up on a little more in the future. Takes work. Takes <laughs> takes more work than people are. Yeah. And I well and what I would say is that I mean being aware is one thing but like how you respond to what you're aware of. I mean I guess that's responsibility. You know, it's like you have um you're aware of things but you don't have the ability to respond to it. And mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of people get trapped because they start feeling um worthless and that's the whole like think think global but act local. It's like if you just focus on six people and like that's those are the people that you check up on no matter what like you are responsible for those people mm. and hopefully you're in somebody six too because you need somebody you know but like if we just did like then like i don't know i just feel like um uh the, it, it wouldn't be as overwhelming as far as like all the people you need like that are out here like I, I don't know about you, but, like, when I drive past homeless people, like, I've, I've refused at this point in my life to give them any money. Mm. I just, I don't have, like, I don't, I, I, for one, could definitely use some money because I'm actually, like, raising money for writing history so I can provide this program for free to kids yeah. so we can pre- we can prevent and be proactive and not have kids on the streets. But to have that that passion and that emotion for the, the, the youth and for the community and then like do something about it, but then still be asked for for more. It's like to me that's um, you know like um, you have to you have to be strong to be able to not just con- always give when you especially when you don't have it. Like mm. you know, um, so anytime I see somebody on the streets, it's like I'm in, in a way I'm doing you a favor by denying you. You know, um, I remember I was and I'm to clear that up. So it doesn't sound heartless. <laughs> I was in the woods uh, one time um, I was going through some things and I go to the woods to find like um, just that clarity and space from high vibration living and like be somewhere where I can actually heal and think. Um, but I was like, out what there. Kind of, like what woods like in a park or um, I mean, I like I, I I've been different private lands, different okay. different places. Like yeah, just deep. Whether it's a park, I, this in particular time I was in North Carolina at a park. Oh. Um, but I was there, which was nice. I was there when people weren't digging the cold necessarily, so they were kind of staying away. So I kind of <laughs> had the the space to myself. But mm. um, when I when I went up, I walked uh, I walked like three miles away from my campsite up to the like the main area where like visitors come and like people come in and uh, explore, but um there was a squirrel that had came up it was just like sitting like as close as you are to me it was just looking at me 
and um, I'm sitting there like, yeah, what's up, man? Like, you know, and it's just sitting there, and I'm watching all these other squirrels, like looking for food, and this one, and I realize this one's sitting by me because it's used to um, tourists and people just giving it something, and now it's coming to me as if I have that. It's like. And I sat there, and, and I didn't start realizing this until about 10 minutes in. Like, And I'm, so we're still looking at each other. It's like, yo, you just wasted 10 minutes of grinding <laughs> to get your own food when all your other peers are out here like, why aren't you doing what they're doing? You're waiting on me to give you something. I really don't even have anything, even if I, like, even if I did. I wouldn't like give it um, because like I'm taking something away from you. And that's what one of my, my, uh, my survival um, teacher that uh, – one of these five of the teachers that I learned from, uh, Tom Brown Jr., he spoke a lot about. He's like, um, don't feed, um, don't feed the animal, because then it's going to depend on you, mm. and then it loses its ability to get it on its own. That's a good sentiment. Uh, I was just, you know, I was kind of on that train of thought myself with this. Um, like, I think one of the problems with like some of the things that are, you know in the, in our culture is like kind of a lack of responsibility like kind of just doing things without consequences it mm-hmm. seems to be uh you know a lot of people seem to have that kind of mindset and like i think it is really important for the human psyche and being able to function in society you know properly to like have a sense of responsibility have a sense of community mm. so i really i really appreciate everything you're saying i think a lot of people um can heed that advice and mm. you know if they truly want to are you familiar with Jordan Peterson at all? Love Jordan. I, I just read Hell his yeah. book, um, yeah. Twelve Rules of Life. Damn, big, I got, I got, I got. It's a big into book. It, it's a big book, but um, one of my actually favorite books. I, I mean, I feel like I relate to his personality a lot, just as mm. far as like you know. So he's been. Um, I I actually listened to like all of his personality lectures when I was like studying psychology. Um, so awesome. Um, yeah, he was a big influence this past past year on just you know some it's really helped me with just personal things that i'm going on in my in my own mind that's it's awesome. like that's awesome now i'm aware of w- without psychology not, you know not even speaking on jordan b peterson but like just psychology i just feel like everyone should know basic psychology you should know how to navigate this like depth of a he- complexity of human like intelligence like it's it's it can work against you if you don't know how to use it if it's not mature like it's, it's but yeah, I, I don't know if you were gonna. No, no. Um, but like, kind of what he t- talks about. You know, I always give Molly shit. Like, uh, clean your bloody room and all that. You yeah. know? <laughs> like he definitely he definitely promotes like that sense of responsibility. Yes. I think I think he's a he's a very very smart man. And it's it's interesting you say that because growing up when uh I mean, when I was a teenager, I always felt like uh, my room was a reflection of my mental space. Mm. Um, mm. I started because it was just like it was tore up, and I'm like. My mental space definitely reflects that. Like, it's just a mess. Like, nothing's organized. I have no... My closet. I used to just throw my clothes in my closet. So, I had to, like, sort through a pile of clothes anytime I wanted to wear something. Like, it was just a half. Like, I created all this extra work just to find, like, a basic thing that should be hung up, you know, if I would have did that ahead of time. But I realized that. And then, um, getting older, I just... Um, and I can use this as an example. I, I walked here um, today. Mm. Um, just a 30-minute walk. It's, it was beautiful outside. But uh, we're on the south side of Des Moines. And um, it's, just, it's just dirty. Like, every yard just has trash in it. And it's like, yeah, it's um, you know, uh, I, I, I just don't get, you know, first of all, I understand that, that, that this is our home on a large scale. And that, that same thing applies, that this is a reflection 
of our mental process mm-hmm. um you know uh and when you eat trash you become trash and like then it becomes everywhere else and in that movie idiocracy actually they have in the future 500 years from now uh human beings got so lazy to deal with their trash that there became mountains of trash <laughs> like like they, they they were they were looked at as a um just as we look at it, mountains now like a natural <laughs> thing like yeah ridiculous take pictures and purpose yeah like it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah man uh that's why i i truly believe in independence and like um obviously we're, we're depending on on certain things to live but independence in the sense as, as a team member i'm I'm a team member and it is important if you want to be able to if i'm going to trust you and you're going to trust me i need to know that you can do this on your own mm-hmm. that i can that i can turn yes. my back and know that everything behind me is okay and that takes independence. If you mm-hmm. can't do, um, if you can't simply take care of yourself and your own responsibility, which really is just your your circle. Like you're not really responsible for a whole. Like the earth can handle this. You don't have to do anything extra than handle what is needed for you. Like as a being. So um, yeah, to to me that like if you can't do that, then how do I? How can I trust you to be a valuable team member? Because, yeah. like, for example, I'm working with kids. Like, we're we're working with life now. We're not just we're not just playing with GI Joes like I used to back when I was a kid. Like, we're dealing with real life, and that takes um, takes care. Like, you have to like really know how to like. Um, for example, I got like a bunch of plants. I think uh, last year during the pandemic, so I was like, oh, if we're gonna be in the house, like we're gonna at least have some good air up in here, you know? Because <laughs> um, so I went and got a bunch of plants, but. I've never taken care of, like, I did the survival stuff, but I didn't have to take care of a plant. Um, so, like, I I lost a lot of plants, and then I was like, ooh, I need a fish tank. So I went and bought this big old fish tank and got, like, all kinds of, no, I had four fish. Um, <laughs> but, like, they all they all died, you know, like. <laughs> Sounds I just, like the story of our life. <laughs> you know, um, but, like, I'm like, dang, look at me. Like, this is, to me, it was an example of what we're going through. Like, I have I have a child. Now, I'm not going to let that, my child die, but if, if I can't take care of a plant, if I can't teach myself how to take care of a plant, then I'm really going to struggle on the, the part of my son that is a plant because mm-hmm. they're all seeds and they all yep. grow. Um, and there's that little piece in him that is a, like the plant is a symbol of something in him because we all evolve from nature. And if you look at everything as evolution, it's like that's why I feel like the Native Americans learn from different animals because they're all within you. We're like. I think why human beings feel like they're on the top is because we kind of uh, physically we did evolve from like the the smallest micro to where we are now and um that means everything on the way up is still in you and if you don't connect to those symbols and understand what they even symbolize it's um you know um they're tools yeah exactly you know to to understanding like i mentioned the bees like now we know there's a part of a i mean jordan b peterson mentions the lobsters you know it's like yeah, yeah. all these different things that are part of us that operate without your control if you think you're in control of all that you're a fool mm, mm. yeah that's uh that's definitely something i've been learning the last couple of years too um i went through a divorce a couple of years ago mm. and that taught me a lot about that kind of stuff like there you know there's only so much you can control yeah. yeah um you know this kind of goes into covid too um a lot of people are trying to control everybody mm-hmm. with all this and 
I think the people, the, and they're always the most stressed out. They're always the most anxious about, it, you know, mm. I think it, all you can do is control yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you can do. You can wear a mask, you can social distance, but like beyond that, that's really all you can do. You mm. can't, you know, force people to do what you want them to do. It's always going to fail every time. No, agreed. And I think once you start being the person who's like, no, I want somebody to tell me what to do. Like, no, we're going to, we like, it's like you, so you, you want the government to tell you to wear a mat. Like, I just think once you have the gut, like once you give that up, you're giving that up. Have you heard about vaccine passports? I have. Um, yes. And that's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, scares the shit out of me personally. I mean, there, so that's why it's just important to study law. You know, um, what's the word? I, I was just, uh, just working with it. Um, cause I'm, I'm teaching cause I know I'm going to come into a, 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 like a, um, encounter. I'm going to have to use this word. It's, uh, uh, I recorded myself say it on my phone. <laughs> trying to, uh, uh, ela- um, elastical matter, elastical matter, es- elastical matter. It's elastical matter. Anyways, it, it, it acuelastical. I can't find it. I know it's E C C is all I can see in my head, and I can't spell the rest, so I'm having trouble say it. But it, it basically, when it, when you're dealing with courts, it's dealing with um like religion and like spiritual. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So. Ecclesiastical, yes. Ah, ah, I had to look. I had to go on Google and I had her say it, and then like after she said it, I um went uh, like recorded myself say it over and over. Um, but it's I it's a new word I just just learned uh, two days ago. So, but um, like I said, I just feel like I'm gonna have to use that because you're not gonna get me that. Like, no, this is that's against my religion. (laughs) Like, (laughs) there you go, there you go. Literally, so I, I mean, and that's. That's why it's important to understand these different like lawful things because you, um, th- there's a way like, like I said, once you give up your power, you're like someone else is going to be in control of those things, and that means they have their own agenda to push on. Like not mm-hmm. even necessarily agenda; it's their belief. They may believe different things in you. They may have a different belief of what they view you as. They may not view you as I view you. You know, I view people as angels. I I view people as somebody that's going to offer me something. Um, and like that, that's different than if I'm viewing you as an a object, something yeah. that like, like you or said, an control. Entity. Yeah. Or like government. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, when it comes to those, those vaccine passports, I just, I just, what I advise everybody is just be legally equipped because that is the only way you'll be able to operate with that kind of like, cause there, there, it, it is not as like, they can't enforce certain things on you as a human being. Now they can when it when it deals with their commercial things and the things that they use, but mm-hmm. that's because you're giving them full control over every single thing that's owned. You know, I mean, if we got into like the you know the Federal Reserve and like different things of that nature, like we can go into like what's owned by who and like how I mean the people who are owning these things, like yeah, like that's why I'm trying to be more private and have my own things that I've built. I'm building my own co- connection with someone who has a bo- podcast oh, that you know yeah. like. Now, like, oh, well, I'm talking about yeah, you, yeah, you know, sorry. so, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm, I have this connection to where I don't have to go on a podcast that, um, I don't necessarily know, like, I don't trust, I don't know, you know, it's not, it's not somebody that, um, that is just another human being, you know, I don't like, if you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, uh, yeah. but, um, I'm, I, w- I want to build these things so I can go to a podcast and have a relationship with a, uh, with someone where it establishes a friendship to where I can now go to that because now it's, 
anytime I need to do a podcast, I don't got to go anywhere else. You know, if I can help you grow as a podcast, that means if you had a million million um, followers, um, and I and you know, it's like now I like that's you're the only person I need to go to for that. Mm. Um, you know, when it comes to like flying planes and stuff, like I'm trying to have. I want to get my my plane license so I can damn like really that's something that's that I, like it's it's a goal. I mean, there's so many things that pop. It's like I want to learn that. I want to learn that. But um, <laughs> if I could get that a pilot license, um, that'd be um, awesome. Or at least have a friend. So out there, if there's anybody watching that wants to be friends with me, that can fly a private plane. Like, let's do that. So we don't got like we can still travel this 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 earth that is ours and like not have to worry about um, what the public's doing. Like I just to me. Um, there's only so much you can do when it comes to public matters. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with like the different courts. I think there's a uh, remember the the terms. There's like the, there's different courts though. There's like a commercial court, and then there's um, human human court. Human like, rights. Uh, human rights court. Or no, civil. No. Civil and criminal. Yes. Or commercial and criminal. I think is what what they would classify it as. I had the the actual like how they worded it in their thing. That's why I was hoping I could find it fast. But um, anyways, um, uh, basically, like there's just certain things on in public that just can't be mentioned. Mm. There's a certain thing like it, it has nothing to do with that fact that it doesn't exist. It's that when it, when we're dealing with public matters, like if you go into a courtroom and that courtroom is full, they don't respect you. But if you go into that courtroom and it's empty, it means that we're talking about something that the the public just can't know, you know, and that mm. and that's different. So when you understand, like to me, um, I I start applying that that um, you know, shout out to Yusuf L. I was uh, watching some of his uh, work on YouTube, and he had mentioned that. Um, so I was quoting him. But um, to me, I apply that to other things in my life. I'm like, okay, um, there's a reason why I vibrate differently than everybody else, and I, I'd rather protect that that vibration so that means i'm just my personality is just more private in that sense and i think um when you're private or at least secured it's i mean it's the same thing being a secured party um you're protecting um your flesh and like the things that you own you know so that's yeah. a, that's an important thing to remember yeah and i, I just kind of once you mentioned the passport thing <laughs> i'm like oh man like they're yeah it's they're, rough man it it it's really easy to have a negative outlook on the future when that kind of thing happens. Um, I I will say there. I think Florida and Missouri have both taken pretty hard stances on that against that. And I think I have a feeling Iowa would fall suit in that. So that's I, hopeful. For I us would say I I'm just going to make a prediction from what I've learned. I don't I don't I don't want to make it seem like I know everything, but yeah. from what I've seen. <laughs> I guarantee you that the the places that will accept that will be democratic, and the places that aren't are going to be republic. Yep, it's because if if you look at the um, the protests and the things that happened over last, like I've that's when I taught myself government and like politics and stuff. Like mm. I was kind of learning law before that happened, um, but then I started learning like politics and stuff, and I, then I learned that um, demo, democratic has nothing to do with our like country and like what it's, yeah. it's, it's a Republic. Yeah. It's, it's not in our like constitution. And then I started asking myself, well, what does that mean? Um, cause some people look at Republic as like a, um, a bad thing, um, or, or capitalist as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but to me, when we're dealing with what's on paper, when we're dealing with a system, I think it's very beneficial for it to be capital. But when we're dealing with people, 
then yes, it should be um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, communist. Yeah. It should be more, you know more uh, com- uh, community based. Um, but to to try to take a system and make that system what a human being should be, it's like it's like making artificial intelligence mm, in a way. Yeah. You know? um, the two things aren't analogous. Like you, yeah, you can't you can't the you know the whole point of like that capitalistic thing is it's like it's basically letting the chips fall as they may you know it when you the beauty of it is leaving that system open because when you try to define that social aspect in the system then that causes civil unrest mm. Mm. yes um but yeah man uh Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just going to think about. I mean, I I think a lot about. Um, like I said just the wording of everything and like what we're calling stuff. Um, so when it comes to that, like I just, I just feel like a lot of people just aren't aren't aware of of um you know what's being like. I I I freaking got a um, Black's Law dictionary. Just so I make mm-hmm. sure when I'm dealing with police officers or anybody when it comes to political matters and uh, lawful matters that I'm using the correct terminologies. Mm-hmm. It's like one thing to say. Um, it's one thing to say we're sitting here doing drugs and then we're doing like smoking cannabis. Like this yeah. different on, on legal, legal, um, paper, you know, cause mm. cannabis is, um, looks different than a controlled substance. That's why like you'll see on certain, like, um, if you've ever been charged, like I've been charged for certain things and I'll see the way they word it. And like, mm. um, to me, that's not how I would say it, but that's how they're, they're, they're classifying it. And once they do that, cause you can go to high V and get drugs you know, so like, why is that like? Well, how come that's been associated with? See, I, I just even had a thought. Maybe, maybe it's just to make you feel comfortable with what the streets are giving you. Mm. It's like, oh, we have this here, and this is professional, and like these are supposed to be your medic, your medicine. And these are your drugs, but that's just something to make people comfortable with saying drugs on the street, so they take that medicine, think it's you know, like a s- psychological thing of taking that medicine and thinking it's you know helpful. Yeah. Um, have you ever ham- uh, heard of Hamilton Morris? No. Um, he is a chemist, and he uh, he has a show called um, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, and he explores a lot of drugs, a lot of psychedelics mainly. Mm. Um, and he has a view on you know drugs where like he views like Advil the same as heroin. Like he views every drug in the same scope, and I think that's I personally agree with that. I think it's a um, you know <sighs> shit. You want to look that up? Who the um, professor was that um, recently said that he was a regular heroin user? <sighs> he's been on. He's been on Fox and stuff. Mm. Press, yeah, regular heroin. Yeah. Once again, um, there's been an error in a switch. Um, someone else has been fired. Molly has been let go as well. Um, inadequate. Uh, just not not a very pleasant person to have on the show. Um, so she's being replaced as well. Um, so, so sorry, everybody medical meth, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, not to mention the one, the only drugs that are legal are alcohol, which is like one of the worst things you could put in your body. Um, yeah, I think it's, a. um, I think all that's just, you know, it, it blows my mind just to see um, the confusion of certain things. It's like, what's the core of it? And like, you know, you mentioned it like it, it, uh, um, it's viewed as bad or, you know, but to me, um, I try to go to the basic of is it natural or artificial? Mm, mm. 
so like i think i just read a book um called the the uh uh dna of knowledge i believe um anyways it was about um the relationship between shamanism and like modern uh um biology and uh just like how you have the serpent um oh the cosmic serpent is what it was called that's mm. that's the name of the book um but it was talking about how um the shamans wouldn't sell like their they wouldn't give off to the the westerners their way of making ayahuasca so what what happened was a scientist created lsd to mimic ayahuasca mm. but it's artificial interesting um and what i and i and i say that because if you start thinking about everything we're experiencing our foods becoming artificial mm. everything that we talked about when it came to legal status that's all artificial um you know that's uh um only exists on paper you have you know the drugs are artificial so to me that's when i'm like okay i'm not necessarily going to call things good or bad but if i like if if i'm going to put that category somewhere that the artificial would be the bad just because of not it being something evil but because of how lasting it is it's not it, it is not reliable artificial you have to constantly consume it that's why people take more lsd than they do ayahuasca you take ayahuasca and like most people's lives change after that. Yeah, like, there's yeah. that one guy. Um, not jump back into taking. <laughs> not doing that again. You know, um, and, and only shamans do that. But like, you yeah. have that guy that had that TED talk um, that talked about. Um, I think it was the war on drugs. But he talked about his ayahuasca experience, and um, he was saying just how like it made him stop smoking marijuana because hmm. like it it showed him that it like showed him his future and like how it was affecting him. And like after that, he seemed he was fulfilled. But you know, it's like to me, we have these things that you can either get small doses, and you have to get a lot, a lot, like a lot of it, or you can just get one full good meal and mm -hmm. be good for like four hours. You know, a McDonald's doesn't last for four <laughs> hours; it's burnt up in an hour. You know, like yeah. um, you know. So, but that's how I look at like um, all this talk on like this. Oh, what people are making bad and what they're making good it's like it's more of like well the the artificial is always going to be more harmful mm. yeah um that's you know that's a good way of thinking of it and, you know the war on drugs i think has created more official drugs it's like it's like you know back before the war on drugs things were pretty natural i mean i guess there was lsd but you know it was all pretty organic natural mm -hmm. grown substances the processes were you know not really that crazy but now you know 40 50 years later they have all these crazy chemicals you know people are just you know instead of using those they're finding new ways to get high <laughs> and it's usually in a way worse manner mm -hmm. it's like uh it's like uh the vaping with cigarettes like i have i have a feeling that's way worse way worse than um that was it um i think there's like metal like every time you take it there's like a tiny amount of metal that goes into your lungs mm. So that could be, you know, people could have like metal buildup in their lungs and nobody knows what the long-term effect of that is. Probably not good. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anytime that you're, anytime you're replacing something with something more artificial, like you're, um, you're not going in the right direction, you know? Yeah. Um, that's why like even, you know, our medicines and stuff, it's like, um, I got into the, the Native American philosophy of living with the earth and like the survival training because... I, the stories I was reading is like, yo, these people are living like way like when they when they were able to thrive and like actually do their practice and like pe people did that they, um, 
they just lived in more harmony. They didn't have as much sickness, you know. Um, and like you know, you, I mean, you got Doctor Sebi, who's a really good example of like um, what our natural medicines do. And you know, that's because you, you you can look at artificial as processed. Anything that's processed, anything that has to go through a process, you're taking the whole the wholeness away from it. And when you take the wholeness away from it, that means you're only giving yourself a percentage of what's been provided to you. I'd rather have the whole thing. You know, um, so give me that bittersweet um, plant that doesn't taste that good um, that 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 people have take and like made a pill out of and mixed it with other stuff. And it's like yeah. basically you're just you're um, putting bacon, sal- you know, bacon powder in your freaking Coke. You know? <laughs> like, bacon on your salad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a that's an interesting way of looking at things. I appreciate your uh, your streaming consciousness. It's yeah. tight. Um, you. you mentioned having kids. I'm curious about, you know, I kind of like to, I, me not having kids. I always like to ask people who have kids and, you know, have a family, what that's like. Oh, and you know what, I guess kind of an aside, like what's that been like during the pandemic? Has that been any worse, better? Um, I mean, for me, so, uh, I'm, I, I've been a stepfather for the past three years. Okay. Um, and that, that, that's a specific type of relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, it, one thing that I struggled with was the fact that I had this person that was in my life that I didn't get to see from birth, you know, um, and, uh, you know, so that was like something that is like I, I wanted that with, you know, with him because I, mm. I love him like he was my son. But, you know, so that was that was one thing. But then to have um, I think that's also a different relationship because once they hit five, you know, they're kind of they're, they're kind of going to the world now to to talk to their peers that's when you know if um, jordan b peterson talks about it but in like psychology it's like after five like now they're they're socializing so everything you've given mm-hmm. your child up until then is what they're going to use as tools to go out and navigate in the in um you know the world with other people um so uh having you know my son last year um it was in december last uh 2019 um december of 2019 and, and uh so the pandemic hit shortly after and to me i honestly couldn't ask for a better time because now I, I got my son i gotta sit mm. and um i gotta have that experience because I, I find these first few years is so crucial you know and like their development and like um you know uh, so during the pandemic pandemic i mean obviously you have your worries like when he had um te- uh, teething fever fever Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was one time, uh, his, his temperature got up to like 103, but like you have these thoughts of like, Oh, is it, is it what everybody's saying is going around or is it just a normal thing? Um, now I handled that, um, naturally we, you know, I, I had like, um, we used catnip, um, I use oregano, um, oils for his toes. Like I, I did different process. We put them in the tub mm-hmm. and, um, I think it was lukewarm water where it kind of helps cool them down. Um, but uh you know that it was i mean it was stressful it's like you know yeah. what is what is it and it's only stre- like not only is it stressful because you you're, you're the parent and you care a lot but like you care a lot and then you also know that there's all this other talk about everything like you know two years ago if i had a child and i had like he got sick like i'd be a, a concerned parent but i wouldn't have the extra worry of having to worry about like oh is this covid thing like is this is um is this affecting him you know uh and you know, because I have my own views on on that, but like, um, yeah, that that was that was uh, my experience through there. But like I said, I just enjoyed being able to 
to enjoy my son privately, to be able to have more time on my hands. Um, I felt like last year was a good time for me to um, to basically just take a break from giving my energy so much. Mm. Um, and also help me see where to put my energy. Because when you're just, when everything's open, like I, I'm, once you throw me in there, like I, I just, I just give. So I'm learning not to just throw myself in certain situations because I will give. It's, it's my personality. It's natural for me. It's hard not to give. Um, so, uh, the pandemic gave me a chance to not have to give so much and like actually give to myself. And like I said, then learn how to properly give to others and like manage it. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad you were able to take, you know, take a good path and have good energy through the pandemic and COVID because, um, a lot of people had, you know, it was the opposite. <laughs> yes. No. And, um, you know, and, and, uh, like I said, you can put me in a room and I'll make it sound really, really wonderful um, because it is. It is wonderful to be alive, um, but it doesn't mean that you don't have those, you know, um, like I think I experienced some of the vibrations of what other people like the the overwhelming and the worry and the fear. I definitely was a victim of the fear, you know, like it comes yeah. and goes. But, it affected everyone, um, you know. Um, but yeah, man, overall, I think um, I just see everything as natural. You know, once I started learning um, wilderness survival and like learning from nature, I just realized how everything was just natural. You know, it's natural for um, certain things to transpire when this is already in effect. Hmm. De- uh, Dion, it's been a good conversation, man. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap up. Um, do yeah. you have Do you have anything else you want to mention before we wrap up here? Um, music, uh, music links or social links or anything like that. Um, man, follow um, Writing History Today YouTube. Um, we have the success of my protest right now on there. We're trying to get that to 10K views. Yeah. Uh, right Hell now yeah. it's at 4.2. Wow. Um, so that's the success of my protest. That's the, the um, music video that was created by the kids. Um, I have my own personal things coming up, but you know, so stay tuned for that. I have my, um, you can follow uh, my page, DK Imamu Akachi on Facebook. Um, I have DK Flamefeather at DK Flamefeather on Instagram. Um, I'll just say follow those just to stay tuned on what I'm going to be launching and, and talking about later. Um, I'm trying to learn how not to speak too much on certain things because then I have the overwhelming of like, oh, now I have to live up to that date I said. And it's like, I did not know. But there is things in the future. I have a um, you know a personal album, my own, uh, my first solo album that I'm working on. Hell yeah. And, um, I'm that. And I have a, a collaboration with Andre Davis that is freaking mm. fire. Um, so there's some clips right now, uh, but we only give little snippets of what we're working <laughs> on. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the main thing is writing history today. Um, follow that because that's going to have a lot of great, great music by by kids um, in the community, you know, to share. So hell yeah, hey man, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming. Likewise. All right, buddy, have a good night. Yes. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to have Sad Boy Samurai in the podcast. He is a local EDM artist. Uh, I get, he was um, Jordy Flash, I guess, last time he was on. But um, really good guy we've had on before. It would be great to have him back. So Yes. All right. Hey, man. It's yeah. been great having you. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode here with Dion Kelly. Um, it was truly a pleasure having him on. I think he had a lot of insight on... A lot of things are going on right now, and uh, I really did learn a lot from him. Um, I especially liked, you know, I was thinking about this today. I especially liked what he said about um, words being tools. Um, 
and you know how that's such a good way to look at it how it can be you know it can be either useful or it can be a weapon um you know the things that we have in our our world that um you know can be construed for either good or evil um essentially it's interesting um stay tuned like i said next week we're gonna have Sadboy samurai back on the podcast um it's gonna be a fun time all right buddy have a good night peace